This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contest. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700 and use key term Barbecue Brother when you talk to Steve. Or visit them online at StephenDeFranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit Green Mountain mountaingrills.com for more information and by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently and you can find them at eldiablomustard.com and by cookingpellets.com Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market and will not void any of your warranties by the way? Cookingpellets.com is the website and by Cookshack a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at cookshack.com. This is Dominion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. A couple of different ways you can do it. It's it's a telephone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are the uh, two bits of contact information. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, which is thebbqcentralshow.com. And uh, here's what's happening. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, I've been teasing it for weeks, a former NFL, uh, I would venture to say great, uh, got into the food business, and we'll see exactly how that uh, transpired over the course of his NFL career and post-career. Reggie Kelly will be joining us from Kaivan Foods. And then, because we had a um, 
what was tantamount to a hellacious internet meltdown uh, about 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes into the show last week that lasted for about 15 or 20 minutes. We reloaded one of the uh, most prolific pitmasters on the uh, competition circuit today, both in industry and in cooking. Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers will be uh, joining us as well. But notwithstanding any of that, few folks make the what is full circle. Find the show somehow, become a loyal listening fan, get out on the competition circuit, then win or finish well enough to actually make it on the show as a guest via the Skype or the radio or telephone, whatever. And then, and only then, make the audacious trip down to Bentonville, Arkansas for the finals, which will take this, uh, which will take place this coming weekend. The pitmaster of the basic barbecue team. In studio for the whole show, Patrick Paquette joining us here on the show. Patrick, how are you? I am well, Greg. I'm out of the car, so I am very happy. Yeah, right. Let me get you straightened out here. You make guesses, and then hope you're right. All right, now look at this guy. Uh, proud, uh, proud Patriots fan, I see. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're in Brownstown, baby. I, I, you know, I'm grateful to the Cleveland Browns. Um, yes, yeah, so are the, uh, who the hell did we lose to this past week? Oh, so are the Baltimore Ravens. They're grateful for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so are the Pittsburgh Steelers grateful I'm, for the Cleveland Browns. I'm just, I'm just grateful that you gave us a coach. <laughs> That's not funny at all. Patrick, let me thank you first and foremost for the New England Barbecue Society hat. Gifts uh, come a bear. And you are uh, you're on your way to uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. We are. I literally got here what three minutes ago. Yeah, like we out of the car and back sitting again, uh, but at least not on the road. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, what's your journey looking like? You uh, where did you leave from? Obviously, you're going to Bentonville, and, and give us a quick synopsis of mileage and, and calculated time and so forth. I live in I live in Hyannis, Massachusetts. So I live on Cape Cod, and we departed. From the house at about 9.05 this morning. And uh, besides um, gasoline stops, um, we came straight here. Like, it's from 9.05 to five minutes ago. And um, it was just a drive. It was a drive. We were grateful enough. Um, We we usually go to competitions in a very old 20-year-old motorhome pulling a trailer. And um, it's rickety, and it's um, we didn't want to take it on this drive. Plus, it would be like $2,500 in fuel. So we borrowed a truck from um, 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 our nephew, and it's cool and awesome. And we got a nice F two fifty pulling our trailer, and it was it was relatively smooth. It was unusual because I'm used to sitting up in the motorhome up with the truckers, and now it's just a pickup truck, so it's a little bit different for this ride. All right, so uh, Basic Patrick is joining us here for the entire show. Uh, we'll be sitting in, asking pointed questions. Should he see fit? Uh, if you have anything that you would like to share uh, via email or instant chat or what have you, uh, drop them on along. Again, the email address, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Uh, the phone number, 216-220-0966. And, of course, you can uh, follow through on the instant chat if you are uh, watching the show. By the way, as I ask you each and every week, uh, please feel free to send out some type of a social media post, whether it be through Facebook or Twitter uh, or whatever else you're using. Uh, Nerds love the Reddit type stuff. Um, 
couple different links to send them to. The main website, of course, thebbqcentralshow.com. That has the audio feed. You can go to outdoorcookingchannel.com if you would like to watch the video feed. If you have internet protocol television, I have it upstairs. Roku, also Rabbit TV, uh, just to point out a few type of uh, IP televisions. You can get the Outdoor Cooking Channel uh, on there as well. And all you have to do is go to that particular um, app store uh, for that particular place. And uh, i got to turn the sound off or it's going to absolutely kill me while we're doing the show. Um, download it through the app store, Outdoor Cooking Channel. And then there is an option for live feed. Click on that, and you can just watch the show right from the glorious luxuriousness of a couch and a high-definition television that you have on your wall. It's just like watching the show like on regular television. Uh, Patrick, how long have you been listening to the show? Um, I think since 2010. Wow, four years. I believe I believe it's at least four years. It might have been 2009. but How, how do you even find it? What uh, mistake did you make to find the show? Um, geez, how did I find it? I honestly don't remember. It was, I'm sure it was through the internet and Google and, and I may have heard, may have actually been a guest. You may have had somebody, you know, somebody like Steve Farron or somebody from New England on, and I may have listened. Aha. Now that makes sense to me because, uh, there was, oh, what year was it? It was after, it was after the I Smell Smoke, Pellet Envy. It yeah. was after that whole, um, that exciting uh, team of the year race. It was after that. But it was, uh, it, there was, there was, there was something that had me stumble across it. It was probably New England based. And then I found it and it was cool and it fit my schedule. Tuesday nights is a great window for me. And then you get into the, ch- once you get into the chat room, you're hooked. It's, it's, you know, it's, because it's like the show within the show, right? Yeah. And it's a real, it is a community and very much like the website communities that, you know, you, you get, you meet some people I've met now, geez, four or five people out of the chat room. And this weekend I get to meet Diane, me after years. And that's going to be where I'm, we're very excited to do that. Do you, is there going to be uh, some type of formalized uh, barbecue central show, central light meetup that you're aware of? Well, we've got David Qualls, Diane, me. Myself, who are like weekly regulars in yeah. the chat room, plus Bob Trudnack is going to be there. Um, a new member in the chat room, Mark Gibbs from Checkered Flag 500. So there's at least five people who regularly are in are in the chat room these days, and and some of us for quite some time. So I'd imagine I'm going to I I do always fly the Barbecue Central banner in our cook site. So I'm hoping that we can get a picture of all of us at the at the Sam's Club finals with oh, the banner. That would be absolutely fabulous. Uh, Patrick, are you a fan of the uh, sound drops, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yes. All right, well, suck it for the people that don't like it. That's what I got to say to you. Um, All right, so uh, Patrick will be sitting in for uh, the balance of the show tonight. Uh, He was actually dropped off uh, by uh, teammate and wife, uh, Wendy Puckett. And then who who else was in the car? Somebody you picked up on the highway or what? Um, Ellie is Wendy's niece. Ellie and she has she came we cooked Mohegan Sun and she wanted to come along and we brought her and they had a mystery ingredient uh, ancillary contest and when they and so when you turned in your chicken wings which there was two ancillaries and you turned in your chicken wings they gave you a box of whatever the mystery ingredient was and the mystery ingredient was fiddlehead ferns which I had no idea what they were. No. And she, they came back with this box, and it's a northern New England thing, and um, they came back with this box, and they went, what is it? And I was, 
raw edamame was my guess. And but Ellie knew what it was, and she had went gone to culinary school years ago, and they cooked into second place for a pretty decent check, and um, and she was hooked. She had. Within a month, she had bought a small cook shack smoker and had it sent to her house on Nantucket. Really? And she has now cooked. They did in New England, but um, Wendy and Ellie have now cooked um, the Harpoon. They basically ran our grilling program at the Harpoon on the New England Barbecue Society grilling contest side of the Harpoon weekend. They also cooked at Harvard Mass last weekend. And um, they've gotten calls every time that they've been grilling. Um, Ellie is probably the reason that we ended up as... Uh, New England Barbecue Society in the grilling team of the year race is fifth overall. So Ellie's now a member of the team. She's not like a part-time. She's a member of the team now. Full-time member of the team. Wow. I'm hoping we get her more and more because she's awesome. And it's that third hand is important. And she's a lifesaver besides the fact that it's her son who lent us who lent us the truck for this weekend. <laughs> she is going to, be, because we don't have a motorhome, because this is a hotel trip, there's that little bit of, you know, I'm used to taking a shower in the morning, uh, you know, turn in the morning and, yeah. you know, you do your stuff. And to have that third person to be able to sort of watch the cookers and actually she'll, she'll fire up the second cooker while I run back to the hotel for a quick for a quick shower, this is she, she's a lifesaver. So she was the other one in the truck today. All right, perfect. Well, we are off and running here on the show. Patrick Paquette from the uh, Basic Barbecue team is in for the entire show here. Stand by for him. Uh, Ferks, uh, coming up out of the break, Reggie Kelly. We're going to be talking about uh, Kai Van Foods. A public service announcement from my barbecue brother to all the barbecue brothers and sisters. Steve DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. A barbecue junkie, self-pronounced, self-admitted. A uh, number of different holidays are going to be coming up here over the next few months. Uh, forget about clothes, forget about shoes, uh, forget about ties for dad, all that crap. How about a nice watch? Steve has an incredible selection of watches that would be perfect for dear old dad or moderately young-looking mom. A bowl of watches. Why spend a ton of money on a watch if you don't have to? Bowl of watches are stylish, affordable, starting under 200 bucks. You have a uh, Precisionist line of watches. The most accurate watch in the world, the uh, Precisionist, is just that watch. Exclusive movements of the Bowl of Precisionist break down the second-hand movements into 16 segments per second, giving that second hand a smooth moving appearance. Of course, you have the Accutron line, that pinnacle of high design without breaking the bank. They start below $600. And of course, that cottage watchmaker over on the west part of Cleveland. It's Philip and Company. You know, a lot of these uh, high-end watches are made with ETA movement and Philip uses those swift movements called ETAs. Uh, Philip hand assembles these watches personally using ETA movements, hand-picked components, Starting at just about $900, Philips watches are not only elegant in European style, but they are affordable when compared to some of those other high-end European watches. Uh, all the Philip watches are serial numbered, registered with Philip himself. So here's what you do. You go to the website, stephendefranco.com. You pick out what you like, then you call him directly, 440-943-2700. You tell him your barbecue brother or sister. Tell him what you found on the website. Tell him what you like. He's going to give you the real price over the phone, not allowed by manufacturers to show the real price on the website. This is not a gimmick. John Marcus, executive producer of uh, Barbecue Pitmasters, has shopped with Steve DeFranco personally. He can vouch for it. This is the guy that I buy all of my jewelry from, for the wife, for me, whatever. StephenDeFranco.com. That's StephenDeFranco.com, 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve directly. You'll be happy that you did. 
All right, we're coming up uh, with Reggie Kelly right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Sam's Club Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500 in cash to be won. Eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. The next Sam's event will be this weekend, September 27th. It is the national finals that will decide who is the best of the best in the Sam's Club National Barbecue Series. Who will it be? You have a 1 in 50 chance of being correct with that guess. Thanks so much to Sam's Club for being a sponsor of the show this season. It has been absolutely fun and fantastic. To keep up with the final leg of the tour, visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Once again, Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team in the house. Uh, My first guest tonight had a 12-year career as a tight end in the NFL from 1999 to 2011, playing both for the Atlanta Falcons and Cincinnati Bengals. Tonight, we talk about his other passion, maybe a little football. His Kaivan Foods product line to include barbecue sauces, uh, other specialty sauces, salsas, rubs, seasonings, and one of my dear favorites, apple butter to boot. So let's race over to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Reggie Kelly joining us. Reggie, how are you, buddy? Greg, how you doing, man? I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, absolutely, uh, Reggie. Appreciate you buying, uh, making time for the show tonight. Uh, where do we find you? Home-based out of Atlanta? Are you uh, still up in the Ohio area? Where are you at? Yeah, we're back home. I'm down south I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, but I also, you know, back and forth to Mississippi. You know, obviously I was born and raised in Mississippi. I have a lot of family there, a lot of, you know, close ties in Mississippi. My wife and I were high school sweethearts. So it's a must that we get back to Mississippi as much as we can and also let our kids, you know, get, get and see their roots as well. Uh, Reggie, let me ask you, as far as background in food, is that something that was – like a big part of your family growing up, uh, you know, friends, family, always something going around in the kitchen or outside on the grill, or is this a, a passion that you found a little bit later in life? No, man, this, this, this has always been a passion in my family. I grew up around a family of cooks, not a family of chefs, but just cooks. Everybody can cook and everybody claims that they are the best cook in my family, but obviously I am the best. Right. Without shadow of a doubt, I can say that since I'm doing this radio interview. That's right. <laughs> but but I, I grew up in that type of a setting. Uh, we make any excuse, my family and I will make any excuse to get together and cook. And normally that cooking involves some type of barbecuing, some type of great size. It also involves some type of sporting event, be it football or basketball or baseball. I mean, I think the two just go hand in hand. You know, sports plus food is equal so much fun. So it's. I've been fortunate enough to play in the NFL, and I'm fortunate enough to start my own food business. It just doesn't get any better than that. Reggie Kelly is my guest. Uh, a couple of different places to check him out. Kai Van, K-Y-V-A-N, the numerals 82.com is the website, at Kvan82 on the tweeter. Um, Reggie, you have a unique product uh, business name. Uh, is it Kai Van or, or Kai Van? I don't want to mispronounce it. 
this is Kai Von. And, uh, basically, uh, you know, basically I, I combine my, my kids' name. My daughter's name is Kyla. My son's name is Kevin. I combine the two to come up with Kevin. And so, um, you know, since my kids' names are on these products and on the label, I want to make sure that these products are full of flavor, full of quality, and just like my kids, very unique. So I wanted to, to make sure that I represented my family to the fullest. Is, is the Kaivon brand or, or business something that you were kind of tossing around, messing around with during your time in the NFL, or is this something that is really a post-NFL type situation for you? Well, you know, this, this business really wasn't intentional by any stretch of imagination. You know, I enjoy giving back to the community you know, during the holiday seasons, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. My wife and I, we we give turkeys and hams to the elderly in my hometown. And then another passion of mine is, is giving back to the kids. So on a couple of occasions, you know, my wife and I, we threw free football camps uh, for the kids back home in my hometown of Aberdeen, Mississippi. Uh, we gave, gave them free NFL gear, uh, great football camps, and I also invited my teammates and peers from all over the country to come out and just reward the kids who exemplify some type of academic excellence. But after the football camps, Greg, you know, in true Southern tradition, um, my family cooked for all the volunteers and cooked for all my teammates, and they couldn't start raving about how good the food was. I mean, they kept raving so much that I said, man, if people really like this down south cooking so much, we might as well do something with it. And so we gathered our family secrets, which was pretty easy to do. And I pitched the idea to retailers like Walmart and so many other fine retailers to carry our products. And the rest is history. So it really wasn't anything intentional. It started based off me giving back to the community. And because of me giving back, it seems like the community gave back to me. Reggie Kelly is my guest. Uh, You know, Reggie, it seems that the more I talk to folks that have gotten into a sauce business or a, a rub business or something along that specialty line, especially the successful ones, that there were flagship products that got them off the ground and then over time they added additional items as they saw fit to kind of diversify their products offering portfolio did Kaivan start with its own uh, flagship or anchor products and then kind of grow out as it has today or did you offer everything that you do today right at the beginning no you know it actually started with our sauce that's our foundation our hot and mild honey apple sauce and I know that sounds like a strange combination it's actually a great product. No artificial anything in that. We add a little bit of honey with some apples to give you a nice sweetness and some cilantro and peppers to balance things out. That was our startup uh, product. That product has really given us, you know, it's really set, set the tone for, for Tiger Foods. And that was the actual product that I took to Walmart. I'm doing my first meeting with them, and they fell in love with it. And then that's when they were interested in some of our other products, and now we're selling about eight products on the market right now. But hands down, when most people think of Kaiser Foods, the first product that comes to mind is our honey apple sauce. That's definitely a staple for our brand. You sent me uh, the salsa, the barbecue sauce, and the apple butter. And uh, I'm a huge fan of it. I don't think it's kind of like pizza for me. I don't think I've met an apple butter that I haven't absolutely adored and, and loved on, uh, especially toast or muffins or what have you. Uh, it was it was phenomenal. Um, the barbecue sauce we could talk about a little, a little bit. I was, I don't want to say I was scared of apple salsa, but you read the labels, you point it out, and you're like, huh, 
I don't know about that. So we had a party. Uh, some of our uh, friends were over, uh, people we like to uh, uh, carouse with on the weekends. And I said, hey, uh, this NFL dude just sent me this stuff to test out. Let's break out this salsa and let's go around the room and see what it, that stuff was gone literally in 10 minutes. It was absolutely insanely good. <laughs> well, that's, that's the type of reviews and that's the type of feeling that we're trying to get from all of our fans and from all of our customers. You know, normally when people go out and purchase our product at retail stores, I always tell them, make sure you get more than one jar. Because I would hate for you to actually have to waste gas to go right back up to the grocery store once you devoured the first jar in 15 to 20 minutes. Because it is that good. And that, that was our plan. That was our purpose. And, you know, great. It makes, it makes me feel really good inside when I know that people all over the country are enjoying my family recipes. Because that's what it's all about. You know, when I was a little boy, you know, my grand- grandmother, she stayed right next door to me. And so she was pretty much like my mother. She took good care of us when my parents were at work. My grandma used to always cook great meals. She made breakfast, lunch, dinner, and desserts. And she always told me, she was like, Reggie, baby, when you cook, make sure you do it with love. Make sure you cook in such a way where first-time visitors will feel at home or they will feel a part of the Kelly family. And I remember my grandmother telling me that when I was a little boy. And then when I brought our food line, our family recipes to the market, I wanted people to feel exactly the way I've been feeling all of my life. I wanted them to feel love, and I wanted their souls to be stirred. So that's the reason why we call the brand Kyvan Soul Food Solutions. Uh, that website, again, kyvan82.com, if you want to check it out, order up some products as well. Uh, maybe you're uh, lucky enough to be around a retailer. Uh, so let me back out just for a second here, if I could, Reggie, because there's a lot of people here in the barbecue industry that you know might be like yourself to a certain degree. Maybe they've crafted a sauce or a rub or, or some other uh, type of a, a product that everybody just raves about. And there's you gotta you have to take this to market, get it out there. It'll sell like hotcakes. When do you decide to give uh, the business a, a legit shot? Like what year was that? And what do you think some of the most important first steps that you took or advice that you would give anybody uh, to get this thing off the ground? Well, um, you know, it, it's, it's actually a long, strenuous process, you know, from, from getting the recipes and then taking the recipes to a manufacturer and, and getting it formulated to where the product is FDA approved, um, it's shelf stable for six to six, six to 12 months which is something very important to retailers. And it, it is a long, strenuous process. There's so many steps that you have to take to get the product from the table, from your kitchen table, to the actual, to the actual retail stores and the actual retail shelves. And, and it did take us a long time. It took us about, I would say, about five to seven years of doing our due diligence, dotting every I, crossing every T, before we actually had the opportunity to finally present the product um, to, to manufacturers. But... Once you get at, at that level and once you get at that state, then pretty much the rest, you know, the, the rest is history. You know, from that point, once you get it on the shelf, then you actually have to make sure that you get the product sold. And, and normally, a, a lot of a lot of people that have really good barbecue sauces and are known in their communities uh, for having a really good barbecue sauce, um, they have a really good fan base already. So once the product goes into a retail store, it is going to sell like hotcakes. But it, it's a it's step-by-step process that you have to go through. You know, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. The food industry is tough because I've gone great to a lot of retailers and they tell me the same thing. They said, well, everybody has a barbecue sauce. Everybody says that barbecue sauce is the best. 
but you need to let us know how is this barbecue sauce going to sell and make not only you money, but also make the retailer money. And so um, you have to make sure that you factor all of those things in because if you don't, and if you're not willing to do the little things right, then your business is not going to succeed. And that's one thing I learned on the football field and in this industry. If you do the little things right, the big things will follow. Let me let me ask you to uh, just expand on that a little bit more because you bring up a unique point, one that I've made time and time again here as I've done the show, and I've really seen a proliferation of barbecue sauces hit the market, especially over the last three or four years. You go into any grocery store now, you have roughly five or ten million to choose from. You can go into specialty barbecue sauce uh, stores that have even more than that. So when they ask you, how do you differentiate or, or how are you going to make us money aside from yourself? What kind of details are you telling them that separate a Reggie Kelly barbecue sauce from one of the really uh, thousands that are existing out there? Well, the first thing you have to do, you have to have a really good sales pitch. And it has to be a sales pitch that not only they will believe, but that you believe yourself. Uh, most of these buyers are not just listening. They've heard stories from thousands and thousands of people trying to get their product in their stores. But they want stores that's going to be believable. They want to have a sales pitch that's going to resonate with, with their customers. And not only that, they want to have a great strategy. They want to see something as far as a great marketing plan, a great marketing plan, a great presentation to where they can see it. They can see these are the steps that you're going to take as a vendor, as a supplier. And, and, and by you taking these steps, this is going to help ensure that the product is going to sell. You know, a lot of them, they like to have numbers, too, in front of them to see, you know, your product selling so many thousands of units before they'll take a shot at you. But primarily, for, for the most part, you know, me doing business for this short period of time that I've done it, whenever I've done, you know, interviews or whenever I've met, you know, say, for instance, buyers for from a Walmart, they always say the same thing. Give me a good sales test. Let me know why I should take advantage of this, this opportunity or if it will be an opportunity for I mean, what I always tell them, I give them, like I just told you guys, how the story began. You know, with my family, you know, loving to cook. I started out in the community. I'm big in the community. And because of the community, I was able to, to get this product and bring it to market. And I believe that one taste, you will appreciate the goodness. Normally when I say something like that, that normally resonates with the buyers. And everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own story of how, that, how their product began and how this idea began, but it has to be very believable and it has to touch their hearts. Reggie Kelly is my guest uh, talking about his product, uh, food product line here on the show. Um, Reggie, does being Reggie Kelly give you any advantage uh, from Jump Street on this type of a thing where, you know, if these were my recipes, uh, I guess maybe this is a better way to ask it, would I have uh, the same opportunities to get this out and, and be as successful as you are with them currently if I was not you and having the NFL career behind me? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that say, oh, Reggie Kelly played in the NFL, blah, 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 and, and I'm just some schmuck on the street. Sure it does. Sure, without a shadow of a doubt, and I'd be naive if I didn't mention it. Because I played in the NFL, sure, it does give me an edge. You know, people are willing to listen to me. Um, but, but I will say this. You know, I, I, I've gone to a few hundred of few hundred meetings with some of these retailers, some of these general managers and presidents and so forth and so forth. And they all say the same thing. They say a lot of athletes, you know, come into this business and they just try to make money based off of their name. Yep. They 
try to put their product on the shelf just based off their name. The product may not be a good product. They may not stand behind the product. They may not have a good marketing plan. So nine times out of 10, within two to three years, it's going to fail. And so most of the retailers I've, I've dealt with, though I do have an edge and they're willing to listen to me, a lot of them are very skeptical. A lot of them have, have, have expressed to me that they do not like doing business with athletes because of that, that, that point I just mentioned. They feel like athletes feel like we have it made so we can just present a product to them and because of our name, it's supposed to sell. And that has proven to be a very bad um, equation. That's proven to be a very bad formula. I've learned in this business, it doesn't matter how big your name is as an athlete, you're still going to have to do your due diligence. You're still going to have to market the product correctly. You're still going to have to have the right people to go in and, and, and make sure that the product is sold. And if you don't, you are going to be a failure. One thing that I would tell um, people that, that are not athletes or who do not have a celebrity name is that you're going to have to grind. I mean, you got, if, if it's something that you believe in, you're going to have to call people, even if it's, you have to, even if it means you have to call them hundreds of times before they finally answer you. You need to do that because eventually they will get tired of you calling, tired of you leaving messages. <laughs> and then that's your opportunity to really give a great sales pitch. And I've seen it happen. Um, there have been people who have come to me and have asked favors of me and wanted me to join ventures with them and so forth and so forth. And they called and called and called. I'm not sure how they got my number, <laughs> but they've called and called. And because they've called so much, I say, well, you know what? It's very persistent. If they're that persistent, but just talking to me on the phone, I believe that they would be, they would show that same type of persistence when they actually get their product on the market. And so persistence is the key. If you don't have a marquee name, you can never replace hard work and you can never replace persistence. Reggie Kelly joining me here on the show. Kaivon82.com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking. At Kaivon82 on the Twitter if you want to follow him on Twitter, uh, see what he's up to uh, in the social media. Uh, how big of a, of a deal has social media been for you and, and for the company, Reggie? Oh, it's tremendous because it's free advertising. I mean, free. If it's free, it's me. Hey, that's my <laughs> saying. What are you doing? That's that's my line. That's rule number two of the show. If it's free, it's me. <laughs> well, you know, they say great minds think alike. That's right, Rich. There you have it, my friend. Great minds think alike. That's so, the truth. You know, anytime you have an opportunity to take advantage of something free and still get maximum results from it, then you, then you need to take advantage of it. We live in a digital society right now. Traditional forms of marketing are becoming obsolete, like newspapers and Things of that nature. More people are, are are being able to connect a little bit more uh, with digital marketing, social media. Um, that's that's just the edge that you have, and so I, I love taking advantage of it. And um, you know, I have a I have a really good marketing company that does a great job with posting very relevant stuff, stuff that's entertaining, stuff that captures the eye, and it's working well for us. So any company, any startup company, especially if you need to save dollars as far as on marketing, social media is definitely the route to go. You know, Reggie, uh, the products are, are doing very well. Uh, you have a, a number of them in the line right now. Uh, you know, I always hate in job interviews, people ask you, if, you know, where do you see yourself three, four, or five years from now? But as far as your company is concerned and the products that you have, uh, are you content with the line of products that you have now? Uh, would you like to add? And, and where would you ultimately like to see Kaivan Foods in, in the future? From the beginning, it's always been my goal to be a national, international brand, not just a regional brand. Right now, our products are primarily sold in the southeast. We're sold in every store in the southeast, but every state 
in the southeast and also some some northern states. And so um, it's my goal to continue to expand the brand till we become a, a household name. And we have, you know, right now we have on the market about 12 products, but there are 30 total products in, in the pipeline. And to be quite frank, to be quite honest, which we could get tons and tons more of our family recipes. Um, but, you know, it's, this is something that I'm passionate about. I love the game of football. I love food. And I'm just doing what I what I love to do. And I believe when you do what you love to do, it's really not work at all. It's, it's fun. And so it's a lot of hard work, but I believe that my dreams will become a reality. Uh, I'm a blue-collar type of a person, Greg. You know, um, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had to work extremely hard for everything that I've accomplished in life. I had to work extremely hard, you know, to make it to Mississippi State and then to stay in the NFL for 13 years. I was what they call a garbage man. I did all the dirty work. A lot of the jobs that a lot of the um, <laughs> prima donnas didn't want to do on the football field, I was the guy that the coaches turned to to do that. So I don't, I don't mind putting on my steel toe boots and my hard hat and going to work to, to build the foundation, you know, this full line. I know it's going to take for a lot of hard work, and I'm willing to do that, Greg. You know, um, that's the reason why, you know, I don't have like, I don't have like a company behind me, um, um, investors and all of that thing. This is my wife and I company. We started from the ground up. Um, this is our family business. And we're going to keep it a family business until one day I can pass it along to my kids. And so because my kids are my motivation, I want to make sure that I have a company that's full of integrity that does things the right way and project the right image. Reggie Kelly joining me here on the show talking about Kaivon Foods. Uh, it's got the salsas, the rubs, the spices, specialty sauces, all that good stuff. Uh, Reggie, before I let you go, um, and, and I didn't want to leverage the uh, conversation to, to turn it into football, which I know you're passionate about because I really wanted to have you on. This is a food show, first and foremost, for crying out loud. It's Barbecue Central show. But let me ask you something. I live in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. And since 1999, it should come as no surprise to a former Cincinnati Bengal. It has been murderous out here to be a Browns fan. To watch last week them piss away a fourth quarter where they couldn't stay on the field for longer than 40 seconds, the last two possessions, and muster even a first down to save the game. What is your take on the new-look Browns? Well, do you even have a take? But If you do, what is your take on the new-look Browns this time, uh, version 78, since we've been back in 99? Well, first of all, let me say this. I have no pity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and if I did, all of my old Cincinnati Bengal teammates and Coach Lewis would say, shame on you, Reggie, and I would not be welcome back to the city of Cincinnati. <laughs> but well here, let, let me say this about let me let me say this about Cleveland. Yep. You guys have tons of talent. That that's been proven. The thing, the thing, the thing that you have to do in the NFL is you have to start fast, and it's a must that you finish strong. For the last three games, the team has been playing fast, has been starting the game fast, but at the end of the game, they're not finished. And something has to be done where they have the killer mentality to where when they're up, or when they have the game at, at hand, they need to put their foot. And, and this is my, this is my thought: they need to put their foot on their opponent's throat and make sure that they don't grasp any air. And I think that's that's the difference between um, a Cincinnati Bengals or perhaps an Atlanta Falcon or a Seattle Seahawks. 
those guys, I can tell just by watching these teams that they start fast, but they know how to finish strong. And I, I say maybe a few more games underneath their belt. I think Cleveland is going to be just fine to be us with you. I All think right. they have a really good coach, really great player, especially a really great young tight end that I'm very impressed with. I think you guys can, can really make a run at this thing and turn this thing around. Um, these close games that you're losing right now, one or two plays here and there, it easily be 3-0 and instead of 1-2. and Reggie Kelly breaking it all down, food and NFL-related. Uh, really appreciate the time tonight, Reggie. Let's do it again. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it, man. Continue to do your thing. And remember this. Ooh, day, baby. Ooh, day. It ain't us. I can tell you that. <laughs> Take care, Reggie. Appreciate it, man. Take care, man. Bye-bye. There he is, Reggie Kelly. Kaivon82.com is the website. And uh, on the Twitter at Kaivon82. You on the you on the the Twitter, Patrick? I am, but very rarely. Are you a follower versus a poster? Uh, yes, more of a follower. Yes, more and I, follower. I actually use it for some some work things, but not not necessarily socially. I use it as a marketing tool for um, work. Got it. All right. Well, let's uh, talk quickly about Big Papa Smokers, and then uh, we will review Reggie Kelly. Fair enough. Absolutely. All right. Look, if you don't know about Big Papa Smoke, let me tell you, it's the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs, The Rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, 2012 Jack Daniels Invitation, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, and 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo. Many more to come, like perhaps this coming weekend in Bentonville. Who knows? Big Papa's has also banded together with a fellow California-based barbecue rub company, Simply Marvelous Barbecue, to form what's now known as the West Coast Offense. Divine conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've also created a couple unique competitions. King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue in a head-to-head back-to-basics competition. King of the Smokers is unique in the fact, of course, that you're not allowed to use any electric device, such as a pellet cooker or a pit minder. Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions out there during the course of the year. Also, they have the Guinea Pig, which is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to competitive barbecue. It's also featuring a prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. That, of course, helps provide incentive to get new teams into the world of competition barbecue. On top of all that, BPS created a unique brand ambassador program. The Big Papa Smokers Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and most importantly, to benefit children charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do this within four years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the country. Just the beginning. For Big Papa Smokers and appreciate their support of the show, BigPapaSmokers.com, the website. Sterling Ball will be in in the second hour. All right, uh, we're back to talk with Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. I would like to point out that uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by cookingpellets.com. No G on the end, cookingpellets.com. Premier manufacturer of pellets, if you have a pellet-driven cooker. Never fear, like you Traeger bitches. Oh, I can't use any other pellet than Traeger pellets. It'll void the warranty. Lies, lies. Uh, Cooking pellets will not void any warranty. Just relax. Go there, check them out, cookingpellets.com. Thank you, Chris Becker. Hook my ass up with the quickness with 40 pounds of all hickory pellets this past weekend for a barbecue that I did around the house. Thank goodness. Uh, you have uh, pellet cookers, right, Patrick? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's only pellet cooker for you, right? Fast Eddie's? I ha- no, I have an FEC 100 and a Yoder. Oh, and a Yoder. I have okay. a Yoder 640 and the FEC 100. And I have a Traeger that sits in the shed. So, exactly. So, because uh, you didn't, you can't find Traeger pellets. And you don't want to void the warranty. No, not at all. I won't use Traeger pellets. Sorry, they cannot go into my cookers. Why? Because you don't like um, alder-based pellets with apple oil in them. I don't. I, I don't know what's in what? them. I don't know what's in them, but they produce about five times as much ash. And to me, I'm afraid of what's in them. Did you see Don G's find that Traeger circa 1937? I, I, I was pri- I was privy I was privy to pictures as the purchase was going down. And yes. Wow. That is a beautiful piece of, um, it, that's like, so that's historic, you know, uh, you know, that's a nice, that's like having an, you know, an old car. That's a, it, it, it's more than just a cooker. Yes. That's when Traeger was Traeger. At some point they became like Chinese manufactured or something. They, well, they sold and then it all kind of went down. I have one of, there. I have one of the first from overseas. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. See, and mm. it's in your garage. Don's is like on proud display uh, next to the, his uh, restored Corvette. Yes. I don't know if Don actually has a restored Corvette, but that's where it should be. Don, Don's actually wondering in the chat room if it's still under warranty. I mean, it <laughs> doesn't even look like it's ever been cooked on. So why not? I don't think warranty starts until you actually cook on it the first time. And, and he needs to cook on it, too. It, he can't just keep it as a showpiece. He has to cook on that. It's That's the new. dilemma, right? You have somehow... It was made, it was made, it was made, it was made to be covered oh, in smoke. I don't know. I get yeah. so... There's certain things that I just get so nervous about. Like, I would never go out and buy... Uh, well, if I saw that and restored it, I would leave it as, like, a showpiece. Everybody would hate me. But nobody would know that... Uh, why it should stay like that for me, but me. But if I had a Ferrari, it would stay in my garage because I would never want anybody to maybe even think about looking at it. Sinful. Maybe hitting it. Sinful. Uh, a, a, a rock could kick. As uh, Cameron said in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it could get wrecked, stolen, scratched, breathed on wrong, a pigeon could shit on it. Who knows? Sitting, like, sitting in the house unused, it could happen too. Yes, of course. I mean, I... It, it's it would those type of things were now with my black kia i never wash it i never change the oil run it down the road certain things with me take high priority uh that traeger would be one of them i would be scared to cook on that because i would want to preserve it 
but you're completely the opposite. It's a cooking vessel cook on it, right? I, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, you know, use it as your daily cooker and, you know, beat beat it up and all of that, but I believe they should be cooked on. And I'm like that. I collect fishing lures. I'm in the fishing community more than I'm even in the barbecue community. Really? And I fish with lures that some of my friends go absolutely nuts that I will throw. I have some that were made by, that haven't been made many, many, many years, and I, they were meant to die in the water with the tooth of a fish. Like, it was... That's I, I'm I'm a little bit sacrilegious with that stuff. I believe that it should be used. Would you say that you are a better? Uh, what's the word? There's a fancy term. Uh, oh, I got. It. Are you? Would you say you're a better a better angler or a better pitmaster? I am orders of magnitude a better angler than a really fan. orders of magnitude. Oh yeah. my, that's a lot for the uh, lame centralites that don't know what that means. Uh, Patrick is a much better fisherman than a barbecue. I find that hard to believe because you are on your way to the Sam's Club final. Do you I've 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 won I've won fishing tournaments, many 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 of them. I've never won a barbecue event yet. Oh, I've, yeah? won, I've won categories. How many fishing shows have you ever been on? I wrote for one, a TV show. I wrote for I've written for magazines for 25 years and I'm um I've been are you writing about how you won a fishing contest? No, I write uh-huh. advice columns for a big... I've written for some of the big ones, like Saltwater Sportsman and things like that. You and my father-in-law would get along swimmingly. That guy has been known in the dead of winter to run out at 5 o'clock in the morning before he goes to work to catch his fill of, well, whatever the hell is swimming at that type of a cold weather in Lake Erie. Uh, and it, like he comes, uh, Bob, how are they biting? Oh, I didn't catch a one. And you got up at five in the morning at 32 below and your hip waders to go out and get, I love it. Is that you? Or do you have degrees of, uh, the love of, no, anger? I was, I've been in and out of the charter boat industry for years. I'm a charter boat captain. Really? I've owned a couple of different ones back and forth and recreational fishing, the, the sport. And now the politics of it is my full-time living for a very long time now. So is that what you, is that your job? You're a fisher. I, well, I'm an advocate. I'm. I don't get paid enough to allow people to call me a lobbyist. Though I'm registered. <laughs> I'm registered in at least two states. But I'm. I am. A, I'm a professional advocate representing recreational fishing community and entities like that um, within the government process. Really? So they. Yeah, we do stuff like I fight for beach access. There's um, the Endangered Species Act can be uh, abused by the United States government at times or strictly interpreted. And there tends to be fights over habitat and natural resources. And I tend to represent recreational anglers and try and talk some common sense into the government or figure out compromise and things like that. And um, so I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, cons- I'm a consultant and um but I fight for fishermen's rights for a living. Is that something that you got into because of your love of fishing and it, it just turned yes. into a yeah, job? Yeah, as I was a president of a very large recreational fishing club, and I used to, you know, do that as part of that being of the duties of being involved in a club. And and my mother, so my mother's an immigrant, and she gave us the whole. We were raised in that if you don't vote, you don't speak. Huh? Like about you know that part of you're an American, so you have a responsibility as a citizen. And so I was raised with that. So the things that I volunteer in, if you don't like something or if you want to get involved in the way that rules get made, or you can be one of the people who sits on Facebook and complains for the rest of, you know, whatever about something after the fact. So I choose to vote. And because of volunteering in fishing clubs and then finding out about how fishing regulations came about and getting totally deep into it. And I'm, I'm, I think like many people who are into barbecue, 
I have an addictive personality, so I can't do something a little bit. <laughs> You're all the way in or nothing. Yes, absolutely. There is no there is no half measures <laughs> anywhere near anything that I do. Is there in the offing, or maybe you've already tried it, a, uh, a basic Patrick fishing show? A television show? No, 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 no like no, this, no. like an online radio or an um, online show. That has, gotta, you, there has to be orders of magnitudes bigger audience available. There is not this, what you do, Greg, and what you do very well. I I really want people someday have to see this from the angle that I'm sitting. Because I do think there are people who think that this is a guy behind his computer. And I don't think they understand or I don't think it's generally understood how much goes into getting one of these and what you do and the way that you do it and the different outlets that it's broadcast. Um, how technical it is, but there is, there is not a lot of saltwater fishing podcast, this kind of, uh, this, this media um, genre going on right now, especially in the, in New England and the Northeast. And I would not, I'd be lying if I didn't say that it has, it has been something that myself and a few friends have talked about Um, uh, quite a few, quite a bit, as a matter of fact. So maybe it could happen. Yeah, it's, I, I have a bigger, I have, I'd like to do it with the magazine that I used to write for um, because of the potential that if uh, it has to be monetized to make it worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you probably got this off as a passion, but it's, I'm looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment sitting here in your basement <laughs> and you do this like a professional and you know, it has to, it has to bring something back to you um, or you have to enjoy, well, hopefully it's America, right? So you get to, Hopefully, we all get to do stuff and then monetize things that we love because that's, I think, the goal. But. I I did a uh, interview with uh, Scott Roberts. He's the Sauce and Rub reviewer here on the show. He interviewed me um, a couple weeks ago, and it's finally up on his website. And we talked uh, for a, a decent length of time in that interview about how I got into this, and um, he was talking about sponsors and this and that. And I said, look. You can never get into a podcast or or something along these lines of media, as you would say, with the fervent belief and hope to make dollar one. You have to do it because you love it. And it's something, I mean, obviously I can tell just by the three or four minutes you were talking about the the gaming and the fishing and stuff. I mean, that is a huge passion of yours. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what you need first and foremost. I mean, it just so happens maybe through attrition, maybe through the length of time that I've done this show, that people found it attractive. And look, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been approached and then we've gotten into some type of a, of a conversation. And I don't charge a lot to be a, a sponsor on the show. If you go and compare what I would charge compared to uh, TV or regular radio, but what you get with any podcast is uh, what I call target marketing. You know, everybody that turns into this show loves grilling or loves barbecue or, or some form or fashion of it. And that's like who you want to be in front of. But I never, ever, ever from the very start of this show thought that I would ever make $1 from it, nor was I interested in really uh, attempting to do that. It just so happens that the hard work and the effort, the working harder and smarter uh, paid off at some point, and I have guys like uh, Dave Boska and Sterling Ball and uh, the barbecue guru guys and the, the jeweler who lives in Willoughby who I told, don't give me your money, you're stupid for doing this. Uh, they they believe it, and I think your concept 
uh, would be, I think you have the main ingredient to have a successful show, which is to be A, an expert in the industry that you love, but B, you're passionate about the industry. So those two things you need to have in order to have any type of a successful show. And I think uh, you and, and your friends or however however you would structure it would, would be a, a rousing success. I, Get after it. Hurry it's, up. Well, the problem, Glick, is that I'll say this. It's something that's been talked about between a couple of us, but there is... I have a list of things that I don't have time for. That's um, one of them. Because barbecue, my wife, my family, yeah. and um, some other things. And I also, I don't like to do things halfway. So it's, we'll see what happens in the future. I'm right now focusing on barbecue and, um, and a couple of other side projects. All right. So um, what about, just for the maybe the people that missed the, your first appearance, um, was that like a month and a half ago or whatever it was? It seems... Like it was just a, like a two weeks ago, but yeah, it was time. like well, three weeks, I think, or yeah, three weeks. How did you get into uh, the barbecue deal? What was the what was your bug? Um, yeah, I fr- it was a friend through that same fishing organization. Um, to- kept telling me about barbecue contests, and he w- he had been a judge way back in the old days, New England Barbecue Society, the New England what was it, the New England Society of Wood Cookery, I think was the original name. Um, but this guy, my friend Arthur, was a judge, and he's, you'd love this, Patrick. I know the way you cook, and I know how you feel about this stuff, and you'd love this, and you'd love this. And we eventually, um, me and my wife, thought it'd be cool to go get certified as judges, and we went and we took the class. And there was a competition on Cape Cod. It was actually the last um, um, KCBS competition on Cape Cod. It's no longer there. Um, and we went to judge it, and a series of events and things happened where it ended up that there were people that I knew through other avenues and i um hated judging that time um i judge once or twice a year i absolutely believe in it as a tool for competition competition research um to go into the tent to understand judges and to also understand what other people are turning in um but that's the only thing i want to i want to do with judging anymore but after that first one i was we have to cook and like many people when we went to our first contest we got um there was a, it was a KCBS and there was two ancillaries. And of those four, we had, uh, of those six, of the six, um, of the six entries, four of them we, we sent in, um, that we sent to the judges went top four and it was, we were done. Um, we were literally on the way out. We had rented a small U-Haul trailer. I had, I, I was early days of Amazon prime and I had, I had actually bought a second WSM and had it shipped to me for the $3 and 99 cent overnight <laughs> shipping just so that we had the second cooker to, um, to, to run the f- full program that we had no idea what we were doing. Um, and we had rented the small U-Haul trailer and on the way home, literally Wendy looked at me, Wendy, my wife looked at me and said, you should probably start thinking about buying a trailer. Like she knew we were going to do this. That first leaving Old Orchard Beach that first um, weekend that we competed, and here we are four years later, and um, and uh, we we love it. <laughs> it. It is definitely one of those things that you have a passion for competition barbecue, and you can't think about it too much. <laughs> Did, it, are you surprised that you are as invested and as uh, passionate about it, uh, looking? You know, looking back on where you started and, and seeing where you are now, are you surprised you're at the position where you're at right now? Um, I am not surprised that we have made continued forward progress. Um, I'm not surprised that we are starting to um, reach some of the goal, competition goals that we are because I know how um, I know how hard that 
I'm working. I know how hard my wife is working. I know how hard together that we're working. Um, what I'm surprised is, um, I'm really surprised that it's taken up, that it's become this big part of our life. Um, and it's, I want no part of being in the food industry. I really don't. Um, it would be nice to make this thing not as expensive. And so I'll <laughs> do some um, catering and whatnot, but just on the side, like I don't want a catering business. Like, like that's not what I'm in this for. This is about straight competition. This is just like a sport. This is just like being on the dart league or, you know, fishing, professional fishing tournaments, like whatever it is. It's, I do this about competition. We, we, we added cooking Harvard a couple of weeks ago and we added into the schedule for two reasons. One, it's not good to go three weeks between contests when you're coming to a contest of this seriousness this weekend. So to keep on a regular, you know, just keep running the program. But two, there were four teams in New England within a few points of each other for the New England Barbecue Society Team of the Year in pork. And I couldn't not be at the contest with the other three teams. We were one of them. I couldn't not be there taking a shot at coming in first and we were in third. We ended up winning. We ended up being second place in that weekend and taking team of the year in pork and the New England barbecue nice. society. And we were the, we broke up the hoke, the smoking hogs. Billy Gillespie has been un Billy Allen and Sean have been so, um, friendly, welcoming and giving, um, um, people to, to people, but very much to us. And, um, and they literally took, the other three category teams of the team of the year and the overall team of the year and the New England Barbecue Society. And we broke up the, sw the, the sweep um, by, winning, by winning team of the year in pork. And, but our reason for going to that contest was really about how do you not be in that competition if you do this? You know, how do you, like, that's the juice for me. It's, it's, it's not even the winning, it's playing. And it's playing, it's playing with a shot to win. The reason I buy Wagyu brisket, why? Because I don't believe that you really have a regular shot to win if you're not using it, it or using it, using what a designer beef. Yeah. Like it's, but that to me, it's the juice is in the competition. It's not even the results of the competition. It's the actual plan of the game. Like that's that to me and whatever it is that I compete in, I'm just that kind of personality. I like to compete. And um, so, but I'm surprised that it's taken up. It's become so big in our life. <laughs> Patrick Paquette joining me. He is the pit master of the basic barbecue team. Uh, they are going down to the Sam's Club on their way, literally, uh, to the Sam's Club final in Bentonville, Arkansas. We're halfway there. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, we are a little bit behind here, but uh, we'll uh, catch up here at the top of the hour. I uh, want to talk to you quickly about El Diablo Mustard. You ever tried this, Patrick? El Diablo Mustard? I have not. Not? Not? I have Something not. you should pass up if you uh, run across. Uh, whether you're tailgating for uh, college or pro teams, September is kickoff season for diehard football fans. El Diablo Mustard wants to turn your tailgate into a blazing affair. Try adding some El Diablo's fiery habanero roasted chipotle, flaming jalapeno, or spicy mango into your favorite tailgate recipe, and you'll add a new flavor kick that's hot and intense. El Diablo features six bold flavors that taste great and are hot as hell. Try mango for sweet island heat. And a kick of Southwest with roasted chipotle. Try Steakhouse for a zing of Worcestershire and tangy tomato. Make an ordinary dog an instant chili dog with El Diablo's Texas chili. Try jalapeno on some hot bacon or a burger for real jalapeno puree in a mustard zinc. Or try habanero for a flavor inferno you daring types demand for all heat all day. Connect with El Diablo on Twitter or Facebook for recipe tips and giveaways. Bold flavors, great tastes. El Diablo is the mustard that bites back. Uh, LDablomustard.com. All right, uh, we will quickly 
And believe me when I say quickly, I'll be right back. Hi, this is Scott uh, Green. Damn it. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, uh, we are back, but we are quickly exiting to uh, make up time here on the uh, second hour. Um, Patrick Paquette joining me here in studio. Reggie Kelly uh, was just on two segments ago. Recap that here at the top of the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. How's it going? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate fifty for wiener. Delicious, Lavernius. Shake feet. I'm shaking like a dog. Shit, peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Just like that, we're into the second hour. And when I say we, I mean me, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you. Host of the Barbecue Central Show. That's what you found, by the way. This is uh, the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling here. Joining me in studio is Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue Team. Glad to be here. Uh, he is on his way to the uh, finals in Bentonville, Arkansas for the uh, Sam's Club National Series. So uh, excited that... Uh, he was able to stop by. I was asking you earlier today, you know, what's the route? Is w- was there any alternative? I remember in uh, simplify uh, in simply horrifying conversation with my oldest daughter. Uh, we were driving out in the complete opposite direction you were coming, so we were going ninety eastbound, going out to uh, Geneva that you passed on the way, and uh, there was a, a car. Uh, that drove by and it said Oklahoma on the license plate. My daughter was like, oh, Oklahoma. Uh, I said, yeah. I said, maybe they're going to uh, Saratoga where we were just at this past weekend. She's like, well, why would they go there? Or why would they go this way? I said, well, how the hell do you think they're getting to Saratoga? She's like, well, wouldn't they just, you know, drive north? I said, well, I think technically they're kind of driving north. And she's like, no, like, you know, from underneath Pennsylvania. Yeah, the horror set in. Bobby, where's a... Where's Oklahoma at? I don't know, like down over there by like Delaware. No, <laughs> it's not there. Boy, did, did the pride swell up in a father, I'm telling you. 
So uh, after we figured out where Oklahoma was, um, I was uh, so anyway, long way to go to say, did you take into account different routes or was this really the only way that, that made sense for you guys? It was okay. So my wife is chief navigator. That's one of hers. She's in charge of navigation. And, She's the goose and, to your maverick. And and however, it, it the conversation was sort of went down like this, and it happened last Tuesday. Um, was are we going to do it in one crazy um, twenty four hour? Because it's it's twenty is about roughly twenty five hour drive with no stops. So we are we going to do this in a thirty hour crazy marathon thing, and then lay up in the hotel for two days early because uh, you want to you know. Or do we want to make a stop? And then I was, okay, what are the ways? And when we looked at a map, I went, Cleveland. And I was like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's a stop. And then it went, wait a minute, we're talking about going Tuesday. Rempy, show. Oh, wait a minute, there's a plan here. Yeah. And so, so in general, once we started to think about a plan, there was no other option. This was the way it had to be. Cleveland to or bust. <laughs> Rarely that happens. And, and if you had told me a month ago, geez, you're going to be excited about going to Cleveland. I know, that's what I, I'm saying. I would have laughed at your LeBron jersey. But, but no, um, we've been, I was psyched about this whole trip. And um, we're having a ball. We, we love to go on the road, my wife and I. We like to do things. Um, you know, that road trips are just something that we enjoy. And, how, uh, how fast? Like, what's average speed? Um. Cruise control has been set at 65 to 67. All right. So, I mean, you're making, I mean, for, for what you, and if, you know, you don't know what, what's going on, he's got a, a 350, but you're pulling, a, you know, a, a fairly decent sized trailer behind it. So it's not right. like you're just getting after it. I mean, you got some, some weight behind you. Too. Yeah. It's 10 by 12. It's, um, I'm sorry. It's 12 foot long with the V nose, um, it's, it's, which makes it 14 or 15 feet total, but it's a, it's a single axle trailer. It's not huge. So in that, that, um, that Ford pickup truck, it stops it and pulls it easily so it's 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 a very easy tow maybe you didn't know this patrick but the 2014 sam's club series rolled into midwest city oklahoma this past weekend yes uh, this was the last regional final seeing the uh, top 10 teams move on to the national finals in bentonville arkansas obviously if you uh, don't know we've only mentioned it 50 times this show already that it takes place this weekend and the top 10 teams moving on the national finals are in specific order grand champion just shy of 700 points well look at this travis clark and the clark crew barbecue team karma um karma. let's review quickly karma. what did i have on let's see the internet credit right oh wait that karma. guy was on the show last week karma. and he won uh-oh watch out as Patrick would say, karma. Absolutely. Greg, Greg. It, it never doesn't work, right? Greg. Is could anybody have I mean, we should just you should just mail it in. I mean, you're in the house. Greg. No one soaks up more karma than you. There are so many of your regulars that in the chat room that are competing this weekend. The reason we came to Cleveland is I had to come get me some. That's right. Like not by phone, not by email, in but person. sitting in person. I mean, it, this is it. I mean, it's yours. There's no reason that you're going to lose. Leave no doubt. Everybody else is cooking for Reserve Grand Champion. Speaking of Reserve Grand, Caveman Cuisine took Reserve Grand this past week in a Midwest city. Uh, then you have Burt Fingers Barbecue, very formidable team. of Dirt Road Barbecue was fourth. 
Maybe you've heard of this guy, uh, David Qualls, the American Dream Barbecue team, finishing fifth place with a uh, 683 and uh, high change. Uh, Natural Born Grillers, another formidable opponent. Smoking in the Dark was seventh. Getting Basted was eighth. Shake and Bake Barbecue, ninth. And Bayou Bar- uh, Boogie Bar- Bayou Boogie Barbecue was tenth. Uh, your points discrepancy between one and ten was about 13 points, so a pretty decent spread. Uh, between 1 and 10, we've certainly seen it uh, a lot less than that here in um, different uh, regional finals and local qualifiers. But uh, that sets the stage. Those are your last 10, making up the final 50 that will be competing this coming weekend. So uh, just as you hear that list, Patrick, uh, I mean, those are some some pretty heavy hitters. You have a few uh, top 10, uh, top 20 teams that are there in KCBS, uh, other teams that maybe don't cook a tremendous amount but seem to do very well when they're out there on the competition scene. Um, you said 77% chance of winning or something like that the last time you were on. Have, have your odds increased, do you feel? Um, okay, so first of all, <laughs> All I cared about last weekend was that the American Dream barbecue team made it so that I get to see David because right. I like David. He's another, another one of them guys who's been unbelievably helpful to me. Um, and we met, You've never met him in person or yes? We, yes, we met at the oh. KCBS banquet last year. Okay, he's top um, notch. and Absolutely, without question. Um, so that was all I cared about? No, 77%. I didn't drive. Trust me, <laughs> the credit cards are not getting maxed to take this ride to go there and be 33rd. Right. However, if I'm 33rd, I, all I care about is that my food goes in a box and I turn it in. At that point in time, if you don't understand what that this game has a lot to do with judging, um, it is what it is. So it's um, I just want to be proud of what I put in the box and I'm happy. Is is the judging ever frustrating to you that uh, you know, as you said, so much of it does come down to judging? If you've hit your marks, you've cooked your program, and for whatever reason, what you didn't get this uh, the past competition or what you got the past competition isn't what you're getting uh, this competition does that ever uh, is that is it like a mind F to a certain degree that uh, becomes uh, frustrating or it's just part and parcel of the game um, it's part and parcel of the game judges are human humans are not perfect um, that's part of it it's part of understanding how K- how KCBS competitions work is understanding doing what you can to read it about the judges, but it's also, there's a point where you just let go and understand that people are people and, and things aren't perfect and systems aren't perfect. And I know for me, if I want to make an, make an excuse that doesn't blame myself, I'll find one. So you hear, there's a lot of that when it comes to it. My, my big thing is I just hope that we're, ju- we're all judged on the same scale, whatever, what a nine is, what a six is. I leave that argument to people who have much more time for drama in their life. To me is if we're on the same scale, then I'll put my food up against the next guy and, and I'll take what I deserve, hopefully. <laughs> it's even when it's bad. All right. Uh, Patrick Paquette weighing in on uh, what's going to be happening this coming weekend. Sitting in for the entire show, by the way. Soaking in a maximum amount of karma juice uh, that is possible to a human being. Uh, we're going to be talking with Sterling Ball coming up out of the break. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about... Butcher's Barbecue, that's right, ButcherBBQ.com. Uh, no easier way to step up the barbecue and grilling game than by adding a little Butcher's Barbecue to your arsenal. Uh, we all know Butcher's well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird booster, which has uh, really been taking the uh, poultry injection world by storm. Maybe the injection world by storm just in general. Uh, if you have uh, constantly complained in the past about how your chicken doesn't taste good or it's not moist enough, Whatever the excuses and the bitching has been, 
stop it, go to ButcherBBQ.com, go to Bird Booster, and see all the different flavors that you can get right now and start doing, even Dave said uh, during the chicken roundtable last week, do the one-two punch, inject, and then with the leftover, let it sit overnight, and uh, do a little uh, brine as well. Do the injection and the brine with the Bird Booster. Why not? Double the pleasure, double the fun. Now, perhaps you're looking for the go-to rubber sauce. Well, you've done a very good thing by visiting Butcher's Barbecue as well. Uh, you have a complete line of award-winning rubs and sauces. Uh, some of those rubs include the steak and brisket rub, um, one of my personal favorites, the honey rub, which is half of what I've called the North Coast offense, uh, which I'm the only one that actually uses it. Um, the, the honey rub has been doing uh, very well in markets. Uh, you've seen it on the television shows that Dave's been on. You can try the premium rub, especially if you inject with butchers because it's formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Of course, uh, the sweet barbecue sauce. Um, I have it right there in the prize closet. I'm going to give a, a bottle to Patrick before he leaves uh, to ensure victory coming down the road in this coming weekend. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet. A nice slice of tang just to write a back-end heat for me. Uh, no liquid smoke, which I certainly appreciate. Dave took the time and effort to make quality sauce. Didn't take the easy way out to add the uh, liquid smoke like a lot of these other people do. Get a box of six. It's going to go quick. Trust me, you'll thank me later. Uh, no worries about breaking the bank on shipping either. Items totaling up to 55 bucks. Ship at $8.50. Between $55 and $200, ship at $9.75, or do what I do. Take the easy way out. Order something that's over $200, and everything ships for free. Trust me, if you can't get $200 worth of products on Butcher Barbecue's website, you're not looking hard enough. ButcherBBQ.com. Right, am, I, am I lying, Patrick? There are seven of David's prod- products in my trailer right now. That's right. Not only uh, you get the cheer for that, you get the ding for product placement there by uh, the basic barbecue team. Um, head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And remember this, always trust your butcher. Sterling Ball out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com is the uh, phone number. Or, I'm sorry, email address. Patrick Paquette joining me here on the show. Uh, last weekend, uh, last weekend, last week, and about an hour ago, things went south with the internet. And when you're an internet-based, uh, internet-based show, well, you kind of need the internet in order to do the show. So, uh, as promised, uh, rejoining me now after that uh, travesty that took place uh, a week ago Tuesday is the pitmaster Big Papa Smoker, Sterling Ball, rejoins uh, me and Patrick here on the show. Sterling, how are you, buddy? I'm fine. How are you doing? Well, uh, evidently we're better than we were uh, a week and about this time uh, ago, I would say. Uh, uh, the internet yeah, is... A, I, was, when you I do, was just about to brag about Steph Franklin being RGC. I got cut off. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. You know, everything is great with the internet until you don't have the internet. And when you're an internet-based show that relies heavily on the internet, well, things uh, well, go I, south really I, quick. I thought it was something I said. 
Well, I didn't want to say it out loud, but of course, you you offended me, and I immediately dumped off and made up an elaborate scheme. But I'm glad uh, we could put it aside and uh, get back here. So let me tell, let me ask you this, Sterling. Last week, uh, we led the conversation with a repeat win in as many years. In uh, was it uh, where the hell were you at? Grand, Golden Eagle Grand or Junction. Grand Junction, right? So, right. look. We, Patrick and I, uh, by the way, uh, Sterling, Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team is in studio on his way to Bentonville, Arkansas. So uh, Sterling, uh, Patrick, Patrick, Sterling. Um, I don't – we were talking about this uh, show karma thing. And uh, Travis Clark from the Clark Crew Barbecue team was on the chicken roundtable. He summarily went to the next competition on uh, Saturday and promptly won it after appearing on the show. Much – to the same fashion that you appeared on the show, however abrupt our end, went out to Telluride, Colorado, and won that thing as well. Uh, what is going on over there? Well, and, and you know what I'm really proud of, James and I, is that we um, we cooked Grand Junction and won it last year, and we cooked Telluride last year and won it. So we went back to back to back to back, I guess, which I don't think has happened very much. Now, I, I don't remember the last time a team has competed in uh, two competitions back-to-back and then have won them uh, in the subsequent years uh, leading up to the to the repeat wins. So uh, the... Uh, I'm not, wait, I'm not going back next year. Well, right. You're like George Costanza. You end on the high note, right? Exactly. That's right. Quit before they throw me out. You know, they weren't cheering very much, I'd tell you right. How would you know? You're never at, at awards. I was there because it's 3 o'clock awards. Oh. If it's 3 o'clock, I'll say, see, out in California, they're 5 and 6 o'clock tonight. It's just, it's too late. Do you have a secret flavor profile that seems to be dominating the uh, the square state of Colorado at this point? I mean, you've, you're, if you could go there again this weekend, I, w- I would say I would put long, uh, I would put heavy money on you to finish as a grand champion in Colorado. No, no, no. There's so many good cooks there. But look, as everybody out there knows, there you know you got to get pretty fortunate. You have to cook well, and you have to get fortunate. But uh, I think Colorado's got great cooks. But to answer your question, wherever I go, I cook the same, and I think most guys do. I, and I think that the flavor profiles are pretty much pretty consistent across the country now. Does it just speak on? Uh how the judges are being educated. I mean, if you're look uh, for a long time and maybe it was more internet ballyhoo than anything else that you couldn't cook the same in uh, California as you did in Kansas city, as you did down there in the Southeast and the Florida, Georgia regions, there were three different uh, uh, profiles that were expected by the judges. Do you think that there has become a, a, a standard flavor profile expectation to judges? Now, if you can cook the same way, uh, regardless of where you're at. Well, I mean, <laughs> You can cook the same way and not be successful. I think if you've got pretty good flavor profiles, I think they're pretty safe. But I think that's really Rod Gray. Again, I give him a lot of credit for a lot of things. And, you know, Rod Gray taught 1,600 people how to cook competition barbecue, and they're (laughs) all over the country. And with our elite teams, they're all using a very similar flavor profile between Simply Marvelous and Big Papa Smoker, the West Coast offense. And uh, we do that tongue-in-cheek. Because uh, a lot of guys get upset about it, but it's, it's just kind of a joke. The West Coast offense, but I mean, guys, guys in Florida rub Bagby cookies as it, and you know, so it's across all fifty, all forty-eight states. 
Uh, Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. BigPapaSmokers.com is the website. If you want to go buy everything on his website, he would certainly appreciate it, and so would I. Uh, Sterling, we wanted to hit on a few different things that uh, the disconnection last week didn't allow us to. And one of them was to, and for the people that don't know about it, obviously uh, KCBS has our own scoring system and the, the points race for team of the year and all that other stuff. Uh, but there's this new thing out there now, well, new to me, I guess, and perhaps new to other people, uh, barbecuescores.com, uh, which Good and stuff. that has like a, a team of the year awards that don't necessarily compete uh, with KCBS, but uh, are kind of weighted a different way. And I know you're really big into batting averages and, and teams that don't compete 35 and, and 40 teams and see where they stack up in a relative sense to some of those other guys. So what can you tell me about barbecuescores.com? Well, barbecuescores.com is, is uh, Stan and Will, and actually I'm involved too. Uh, and it's, it's a great competition management system. But with the data we're able to collect, we're able to uh, step back and recognize because uh, people's achievements. I think, like last year, 0.4% of the teams that competed were in contention for team of the year. Okay? <laughs> and um, I think you got the statistics of how many people uh, – cooked between one and five, and I think it's like 83 or 84 percent, and there's there's no awards for them. And I believe just like in golf, there's handicaps. I think in, you know, you've got a tennis club, there's a ladder, and I think that our ladder is number of teams, number of competitions entered. So what we're doing is we're able to do uh, one to five cooks, six to 12, 13 to 25, and uh in most cases, for the winners, give trophies, if not uh, certificates, but just acknowledge them because, you know, like I said, it's 85%, and uh, 65% only cooked one contest. So the idea, if we want to grow the sport, is to try and encourage, give people more reasons to want to cook. This statement is potentially blasphemous, and there's no disrespect, Matt, when I say it um, to uh, people that are out there for Team of the Year, but, you know, if, if there's only. 0.4% of the entire competing public out there in KCBS that are doing the amount of competitions that you need to do to really have a shot at it. Does it in any way take away from the uh, the cachet or the uh, the achievement of Team of the Year because you're really going up against uh, perhaps less, uh, not less teams, but there's fewer people for, uh, trying to achieve that goal that you are trying to achieve? Okay, first of all, we're not competing with them. We're not taking anything away from them, but it sort of makes sense to me that the other 7,000 people <laughs> can have at least something to shoot for. And, you know, we're also going to recognize this regionally. You know, uh, I, I'm just going to tell you, if you if you had any kind of a, a hobby that didn't have a ladder and didn't have divisions, you wouldn't have a very uh, thriving hobby. And here's the deal. If you don't want the award or don't want the recognition, you don't have to have it. But I think it's nice to know that right now, that uh, of the guys who have um, cooked one to five, that Abel Akers is leading the country, leading, uh, followed by Lang Brothers Smokers. Uh, two dudes are uh, leading chicken, but my favorite California team, Toot and Stinky, is for it in a dogfight. It's just, you know, we want to recognize more people. And KCBS does a great job, and I don't want to take anything away or show any disrespect for guys going for the team of the year. I'm just trying to give – we're just trying to give something else, too. 
it, it's a plus deal, not a minus. You've been a very big proponent of recognition uh, for teams that are out there competing, regardless of how many events that they're doing. You've been uh, starting your own competitions to try and drive interest into uh, competition barbecue, uh, obviously with the guinea pig. Um, it can't be a bad thing to recognize people doing one to five competitions or, or six to 12 or, or whatever it is. Um, I mean, you want to keep the interest because in the end, you don't want people to become disenfranchised or feel like what they're doing really isn't worth anything and, and they can go blow their money on other things. Because as you've pointed out a, a billion times, Sterling, a competition barbecue, not so cheap to do, right? <laughs> oh, it's, it's super expensive. And, uh, you know, look at, I also, I think there's nothing wrong with competition barbecue, but there's also nothing wrong with giving people a few other choices or opportunities to cook. And the guinea pig at $400, we're having it at Mission Hills Country Club in the in beautiful Palm Desert, California. And it's 400 bucks. It includes everything. And there's swimming pools for the kids and a pizza party afterwards and a dessert potluck. And, you know, if, uh, I know people who got two calls, and the contest cost them fifty dollars to cook. And the people who want it want a couple grand because it's a ten thousand dollar purse. Do you think that there will be a? Well, you mentioned the ten thousand dollar purse because to me that seems to be a uh, a line of demarcation where. 10000 and up is, is maybe uh, what, what some teams would consider worthwhile. But, I mean, you still see some purses that are, unfortunately, uh, and for lack of a better term, kind of putrid and, and overall put out. So, you know, if, especially if you're traveling from some distance, you're probably going to be in the red regardless. Uh, maybe even if you win the whole damn thing between entry fees and the meat and the traveling and all that other crap. Um, do, well, do, you, do you think it, that there would be a... Need, yeah. Greg, a barbecue contest needs a good sponsor an underwriter or a group of sponsors. But really, the product we deliver them isn't really conducive to a return for the sponsor. It's up to 130 we're really not engaged. And then we don't really sell barbecue very often. And, you know, in fact, most barbecue contests don't even have seasoning for the fans. So I think you're going to see, if we don't make some changes, I think you'll see purses go down and not, and not up. And I think you know, there's a lot of guys that were in the top tier that were cooking two briskets forever that are now cooking one wagyu brisket. And it's their way of controlling the cost. But it, it, purses have to, we have to figure out a way to make purses go up and manage the costs a little better. In regards to uh, some of the, the competitions that I had uh, briefly mentioned, well, I, I talked about the guinea pig, but uh, obviously at the end of the year, uh, there has uh, one that is, uh, even in its uh, short two years of existence become a, a pinnacle of what a, a lot of teams uh, hope to uh, achieve the invitation to, which is the king of the smokers. Uh, obviously, there was a, a leak out of a, of a team that had uh, kind of received that first uh, official invite of the king of the smokers this year. Um, how was that competition shaping up for uh, 2014? And, um, you know, what can you tell? I mean, obviously, you're uh, steeped w- within the uh, inner workings of it, but what can we expect this year from uh, king of the smokers? Well, I think you're going to expect to see even uh, better teams. Everybody always wants to know what the qualifications are. It's not just this year's money list. 
it's major winter. It's legends. Um, and it's a combination of that with, uh, with 2014. But so far, you know, we've, we've leaked out, uh, David and Christine Qualls of American Dream and Demet Shake and Bake, because I love the fact that a drum cooker, um, and that whole insane can posse, I think those guys are really fun and really good cooks. And I like the direction of can cooking. Uh, Travis Clark, I think he's cooked, um, 14 contests. And he has five GCs yep. and four RGCs, and I'm not sure he's been out of the top five. Um, Rod Gray, I leaked out today. Uh, Rod Gray, to me, has been one of the most, as I said earlier, one of the most influential and uh, cooker with one of the most biggest impact. And regardless of what how much he's cooking this year, although he'll be happy to know he's leading the barbecue scores uh, six to twelve category right now overall. Uh, so Rod Gray, and tonight I'll drop a little one that uh, Donnie Bray and Warren County are coming out for it. Well, wasn't he invited last year too? Yeah, but he was. Uh, he and Tim were in that dogfight. Yes. You know where they were tied at the end, so it, it made for kind of a, a tough scramble. Uh, we have um, we have Rodney Crowell, a Grammy winning, uh, multi Grammy winning instrumental, a songwriter playing. Uh, we have a very big movie star coming. Name very name big. this person. Huh? Name this person. I would never say that Bill Murray's coming. I would never say that either. I would yeah. also never say that he's one of the funniest actors ever on the face of the earth. I would never say that. Yeah. Well, Fire is watching he and Darren Worth <laughs> in, in a jacuzzi talking barbecue. I've seen it. <laughs> um... It, it's, Billy's it's, a barbecue fan. Billy has a hasty bake and a Meadow Creek. Do you, are, are you surprised? Uh, you know, all uh, all bravado aside, but I mean, are you surprised that uh, King of the Smoker has risen? And I, I don't say this tongue in cheek, but has really risen to cataclysmic fame in regards to competitions during the course of the year. Just two years in, are you surprised the the level and the status that it has achieved? Well personalities of the team have a lot to do with it, and that's a factor in their selection. I mean, there's one rule with King the Smoker. I don't know if you know that. I have one rule. No whining. Okay? If you whine, you're out. And in two years, I haven't had any whining. Uh, I make a commitment to take, keep them completely undisturbed until 1.30, and then from 1.30 every 20 minutes, there's a little master class. And everybody that asks participates. Um, I think the setting, the La Quinta Resort, is unbelievable. I think the fact that we're able to raise over $250,000 uh, for pediatric uh, causes last year was huge. And I'd like to announce also tonight that BJ's Brewhouse, a 150-chain uh, restaurant, have just committed as our title sponsor for a very significant amount of money. So, I mean... And by the way, all the costs are underrated by Big Papa Smokers, so every dollar we take in gets given to charity. The charity thing uh, is is really, uh, and, and maybe you don't go out of your way to talk about it, but um, you know, just from dealing with you and, and reading and, and seeing the things that you're into, you know, the charity aspect uh, on top of all this other stuff that you know, the promotion of the of the competitions and who you're having out and the success of the rubs and all this stuff. But the charity thing for you is really. Uh, at least from my perspective, the most important piece that you're playing in this whole game, right? 
Um, you know what? It, it's a great chance in barbecue um, to, to take the regional cooks that are great in the elite program and have them actually compete not just for themselves, for something local that maybe doesn't get national attention is underfunded. Yeah, I think that's more important than a barbecue trophy. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. BigPapaSmokers.com is the website. Uh, Sterling, do you have anything, as far as the website is concerned, while we have a couple minutes left, uh, do you have anything that you are uh, specifically uh, promoting or uh, putting out on sale on the website that people might want to uh, take advantage of tonight? Uh, no, it's, we, you know, I'm really excited about Swamp Boy Sauce. Okay, and I'm, uh, How, well, let very, me ask very... you something about that. Now, hold on a second. I was talking to somebody unsolicited, went on like a five-minute rant about how good Rob's uh, sauce is. And, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I think I make a pretty good homemade sauce. But this, I've, I haven't heard anything other than the ultimate praise for this stuff. I mean, is it really that good? Well, I mean... I've got it on three out of four meats, and I'm in the top 20 in all of them. And I think it has a lot to do with rub sauce. And, uh, you know, there's a changing of the guard that happens with flavor profiles. And I'm not saying I'm not pronouncing anybody alive or dead, but I'm saying rub certainly is making the most significant impact in the sauce market in years, probably since Blue Zog. You can get that at Big Papa Smokers, right? Yeah, we're the exclusive internet outlet. Uh, you can also buy it from Rob. Uh, you know, I love the Bagdies. They're great people. Um, one of the things that I asked you about a couple weeks ago was what seemed to be a shortage on Wagyu briskets. Um, do you have them in stock? Uh, do you have purveyors that you're uh, potentially lining up? Is there a shortage of uh, beef briskets around that are uh, of the high quality? You know, this time of the year, it gets a little... A, a little bit sketchy. I know that uh, Snake River has them, but I know they've had some, some interrupted supplies. Through, we're pretty much out most of the year. It's been, uh, they sold the name and the beef to a Durham ranch and Sierra Meats. So it's been harder for us to get them. And uh, yeah, there is a shortage. And, you know, I'm very concerned about the cost of briskets. I mean, I just saw one guy selling uh, uh, domestic wagyu for $15 a pound. And, you know, that's a fine price. But, man, that just, I think $15 a pound briskets are getting really making competition even more expensive. You know, currently I'm working with a very major uh, uh, rancher uh, with their, um, their prime and their just their high prime. And uh, I'm I'm evaluating and testing it, and I really like it. And it's briskets; it's going to sell for you know four fifty a pound. That's significantly less, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look, briskets expensive. Well, fifteen dollars a pound, and people going to Duroc on pork. Yeah. I mean, I paid six ninety five for some ribs recently a pound. That's a lot of money for ribs. Yeah. Uh, and just for a uh, point of fact, for people that don't know, I mean, uh, regular ribs are going to run you in that uh, 2 to $3 pound, so, I mean, you're roughly paying double for ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. But, it, you know, Greg, it's so competitive, and there's so many really good cooks out there um, that, you know, everybody's looking for whatever advantage they can. I mean, I'm cooking compart pork. I love it. 
Where are you competing at next, Earl? I'm cooking in uh, Mission Beach, California, uh, under an old uh, roller coaster, and then I go to the Royal. I got a question from the uh, in-studio guest here, uh, Sterling. This is Patrick Paquette from the Basic uh, Barbecue Team. Go ahead, Patrick. Hi, Sterling. How you doing? Hi, Patrick. How I are just, you? I just had a, I had a, I had a, hopefully a simple question, but and I don't think it's the first time you've heard it. But just as one of those cooks who cooks, you know, I think we're cooking ten this year. Um, appreciate very much the way that you think about things in competition barbecue. So the question is simple. When are you going to run for KCBS Board of Directors? Oh, boy. What? When? when, are you, when go ahead, Greg. You please. When, when, are, when are you running for the KCBS Board? <laughs> Listen, when I run for the KCBS Board, uh, you can uh, knee me in the groin and light my back here on fire. Yeah, never. Wow. There are lots of people talking about the subjects that Mr. Ball is talking about, and more of us need to be talking about them. Well, you, you know what? What you got to do is support people that are trying to do something different, too. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there was a drum contest in Iowa that I think got less than 15 people. And uh, look, at, I want to make sure something, because a lot of people get really defensive when you talk about change in barbecue. I'm not talking about really changing, I'm talking about giving people more options. I'm talking about trying to create things to get people to cook more. I'm trying to make sure we keep the family and maybe even bring the family back more because I think that's important. So, and I think we've got to put on a better show. Those of us who are, who are trying to be on, you know, the 25 to 40 contest teams, I think we have to engage with the public more because I think it's good for our future. Sterling Ball is the pit master of Big Papa Smokers. The website, of course, Big Papa Smokers. Dot com, and I am uh, proud to say a, a valued sponsor here of this show and a valued partner. Uh, Sterling, always appreciate the time. Glad we could have you back on again this week and, uh, and, and finish the conversation. Until next time, my friend. Well, I hope that that, that, uh, that karma thing works. I could use it in Mission Beach. Uh, th- trust me, this weekend will be the test, so uh, I'll be watching with bated breath. Okay. Right. Patrick, thank you very much. Uh, you're thank welcome. You, Th- thank right. you. Take care. There he is. Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smokers, BigPapaSmokers.com. Um, you know, as a, as a host of a show, Patrick, I don't know if you knew that, I'm a host. Yes. Um, You're uh, the host. I appreciate a personality that's going to come on and really not pull any punches. Um, I don't think he's necessary. He, he's not trying to offend anybody, but he's certainly not afraid to say, here's what I think is wrong. But not only that. Uh, offer solutions. Uh, as you said, why get involved in a fight if you're just going to be bitching and moaning? But bring it, some uh, bring some answers to the It's table. not only, it's not that he, he, that he, I love the way that he goes about it because it's not about, here's what I think is wrong. It's just about, here's what I think we can do better. Right. And that, that should never, ever, like, cause controversy. Like, we should invite that kind of conversation. And we need it because he makes some... We lost the contest in, in the contest in Cape Cod that hooked me, that got me to judge that like that contest is gone. And the reason we can't get it back, and I've I promote and have overseen a hundred and seventy five booth trade show. I've things that are I've I've overseen things that are way more complicated. These types of events as an event planner, and I cannot come up with a way to bring the contest back on Cape Cod wow. because of some fundamental issues with the public 
not being able to interact and you have to give the public stuff. And Mr. Ball talks about that stuff, the affordability of this for the average blue collar citizen. Um, Those kinds of things are the things that we need to be talking about for the future, just so that we can improve with this thing that we do. And I mean, it's just, I I just, I I just very, very much am impressed by the the way that he puts things because it's not, I don't think he's offensive at all. I think he's just smart. It's good to be smart. That's what I say. Um, speaking of uh, smart, and uh, Patrick uses them, Cookshack. That's right. Do you need an idea? How about the sportsman special, folks? Uh, if you need an idea for fishing or hunting enthusiasts, how about a Cookshack electric smoker? Now until September 26th, you can save up to $120 on our Sport 14 special. Purchase residential smoker and receive a free set of jerky rods and cold smoke baffle. The smoker models included with this special are the SM009-2, the SM025, the SM045, the SM066. The jerky rods part numbers are PM006 and PM010. And the cold smoke baffle part number is PA020 and PA024. And a promo code SPORT. S-P-O-R-T-1-4 when you check out online at cookshack.com or call and speak to one of the friendly folks at Cookshack directly, 800-423-0698. This offer is not valid with any other discount or promotion. Now, the Smokehead, the Smokehead Elite, the Super Smoker Elite, and the AmeriCube are the electric smokers that make it easy to add real wood smoke to your foods. They are inexpensive to operate and energy efficient. If you love smoking jerky, You will love how easy these stainless steel jerky rods are to use. Hang jerky strips on the rods that fit into the smoker's side racks. Pair of smoked cheese, lock-style salmon, steaks to finish on the grill, and more when you use a stainless steel cold smoke baffle. Turns the smoker into a cold smoking machine, or as we say at work, machine. For instructional videos on how to use or operate the units, the jerky rods, or the cold smoke baffle, check out the Cookshack YouTube channel. Or the cooking guide at the Cookshack website. Again, cookshack.com. And the website uh, is the website and the number 800 423 0698. If you order online or if you're calling in, remember to use promo code SPORT, S P O R T 14, SPORT 14. Don't delay, order today and get smoking. Cookshack is smoking made simple. All right, uh, we're back to uh, give some summaratory thoughts on uh, the past interview and. Uh, Maybe barbecue and gin. It's Greg, it's Patrick, it's the Barbecue Central Show, and we're back right after. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. Hey, Bernie, All right, I'm uh, messing around with my microphone. It's going poorly for me. Somehow it's, it's the swivel is broken on it. Never mind. All right, uh, Patrick Paquette in the house. There he is, right there, right in front of me. Um, 
Are, are you a, uh, a user and abuser of uh, Big Papa Smoker's uh, rubs to any degree? Or what do, you, do you like them or have you tried them? I have. Um, I currently have um, I've been playing around with the Happy Ending Finishing Rub. Um, that's the only one. It's, if I had a wish for Big Papa Smokers, is I don't want them to give away trade secrets. <laughs> but I'd love to see them give some more. So you, you order that West Coast offense package and there's whatever it is, 14 products or something. But I'd love to see some more general direction given to people to um, play with different combinations of them. You know, don't give us all the recipes that somebody's going to pay to go to a class or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'd like to see some more substance to the to the West Coast offense. Well, offense. I think that's what he was getting at is that there's really no there's really no recipe as long as you're using. Uh, a simply marvelous rub and a big papa smokers rub uh you you decide what the the variant of each is and you're you're playing the west coast offense yeah no i hear you it's um but i, I i've been playing around with this happy ending finishing rub you know rumor has it rumor has it that if you use butcher's barbecue honey rub then you go over it with big papa smokers money rub you have the North Coast offense. Yeah. <laughs> Winning in my backyard across my backyard. <laughs> Chicks dig it. Uh, here's a tip. Just for, like, chicken wings, um, he's got that, uh, I think it's called Little Louie Seasoned Salt. Or, I mean, it's kind of like a seasoned salt on, uh, on steroids. Uh, so I put a, a nice layer of that, and then I follow it with the sweet money, which uh, whenever anybody has the sweet money wings that I make uh, out in the backyard... Man, it's to rave reviews. Everybody loves, what is that? Sweet Money Rub. So it's this Little Louie's seasoning salt and then a heavy dose of Sweet Money Rub. And then it's on the Green Mountain Grill for, uh, you know, 35, 40 minutes, depending on uh, what speed I'm cooking at. These things are phenomenal in the flavor of the Sweet Money. Have you had the Sweet Money? I have not. Oh, I'm telling you it is worth the purchase. I'm going to call and, Sterling. And I, I'm and I do. And I do use, I do purchase from his, from his um, store pretty, actually, pretty often. I just um, haven't, I haven't, I haven't tried Sweet Money yet. It's, uh, I just ordered a five pound bag. Look, I'm not, nice. I, I know I say it, and it's, it's different when you're watching at home or when you're listening on podcasts for me to say, uh, I, I order this or I order that. But I'm really the host that regardless if you sponsor me, I never, sometimes never will go to a sponsor and go, I want this or I want that. That's bullshit. I think if you're a, a host and you believe in the products uh, and the people that sponsor your show, uh, you should, of your own uh, volition, go out and purchase their products. I mean, what do I say? You want to you support the show? Um, support my sponsors. Well, it would be hypocritical for me to not support the sponsors if I need to buy stuff. I'm not going to call up Bob Trudnack and say, give me free gurus and Sterling Ball to say, fly me to uh, the king of the smoker contest. Sterling, fly me to the smoker's concert. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I love to do that. Um, so, uh, uh, but yeah. So let me ask you this, Patrick. I mean, here you are in the friendly confines, the palatial studios of the Barbecue Central show. Actually, where, uh, this is more, if, if people could see this, this is more like a spaceship. You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's high, a lot of things that you can get shocked on. There's some high-tech gear here. Did you... I'm wondering, as as uh, someone who's been a fan of the show for as long as you have, and you have seen the progression of the show to, you know, crappy 
webcam to uh, banner behind me that really didn't take up the whole camera shot to graduating to the to the green screen thing and uh, not well. I, mean, I used to have that big ass banner that's hanging behind you now that basically just hides the couch and unfinished basement uh, camera shot. <laughs> um, is this more or less what you thought of? I mean, if we go back through the annals of who has actually been in studio. Uh, my neighbor doesn't count because he's my neighbor, and he can come to my house anytime he wants. Um, Deputy Corey has uh, been in the house, but he's also my friend, and he lives around here, so he kind of doesn't count. So in the realm of oh, my parents, in the realm of barbecue, it's been now you, Billy Do-Rag Carroll, and uh, McD, Michael McDermott. Yep. It's you three of the whole barbecue committee. Out of the hundreds of people that I have had guests on the show, you are one of a, probably for as many, for however low the percentage is of people that do the, the Kansas City Barbecue Society team of the year, the 0.4%. You're in the 0.4% that has actually been here. I, so feel, the, I feel honored. Has it met, exceeded, or gone below expectation? No, you know something? It's exactly what I expected. Really? Do you know? I don't know what you expected. In the, we were talking about, about this on the way here. Um, my wife and I, Wendy, and so, and I literally, and I went, she, I says, no, I think he's just a regular guy. Like, and I like that. Like it's, cause there are, I've been involved in, <laughs> I've been involved in seeing some things produced radio wise. I used to be a guest. I was a guest on a fishing radio program in Boston for a while. Yeah. I, I, anyway, so I've been around some, some height, some technical Stuff. broadcast yeah. facilities, um, I had a feeling that this was going to be a way more than a guy behind his computer with a webcam at, in his basement, that it was going to be like, a hey, this is going to be a homemade studio, but at a regular guy's house. And this is exactly what it is and what I expected. It, it really is. It met exactly what I thought, what I thought like the facility would look like and how like you had it. Like, I like it. The ego isn't too overwhelming. Uh, what ego? My head. You realize realize I'm from Boston, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're a dick. (laughs) Is the show over yet? Wendy, come and get him. Um, All right. uh, I'm just excited that you you made the stop. I mean, you know, for me to see when you're like, hey, Cleveland. Well, you said the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I was like, oh, no. Is it it a waste of my time tomorrow morning? Am I going to be disappointed? I don't know how to answer that. Honestly. Honestly? Yeah. I've never been. Oh. Okay. Do you want to know why? Why? Everybody I've talked to said it's a waste of money. Oh. But uh. you said you were coming to Cleveland. I was like, well, I'm not going to tell him that. He's got to <laughs> get him in here. Son of a... Well, here's the thing. But the concerts okay. are so good. The, the majority <laughs> of people have said that it's been a little bit lackluster. But... Gotcha. The people that have come that said that they like it are really into rock and roll. Gotcha. Um, so if you're really a rock and roll guy and you like outfits and um, not tchotchke stuff, but uh, you know stuff that you would think you'll see it in a case, you'll be able to relate it back to a certain time in your childhood or this growing up, or I remember seeing that on stage or something like that, then I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Um, yeah, if it's like, okay, so if you're going to expect music and famous people, 
You've made the wrong decision. No, but if, okay, so if you go through the Country Music Hall of Fame, it's not just like walking through the Hard Rock Cafe for country. It is actually there's educational exhibits and information being yeah. being presented. It's, it's got to be way more like that. That's a good one. Um, that's That was a good Hall of Fame. I've also been in, in different kinds of um, museums and whatnot that were just like walking through looking at things in glass cases, and those are boring and a waste of money. Um, it's cool to see some of that stuff, but there has to be some uh, interpretive signage and some, you know, video and audio visual visual um, uh, experience. So that's you know an educational experience as well. You know, you want to be entertained in all areas of your head, not just your eyes. Well, I'm hoping. Well, here's the here's the good news. You go through the Rogro Hall of Fame, and if you're 10 minutes in and you're like, "Wow, Rempy was not kidding. This thing is a waste of my effing money." The Cleveland Science Center is right next to it, right on the lakefront. Well, well worth the money. So, so that place is awesome. Cool. I will, I will remember that because we literally we're going to sleep probably a little bit in 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 the morning. Yeah, we're going to get up. We're going to probably have four hours <laughs> to experience the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or or if if it really sucks, maybe across the street at the Science Center. Yeah, and then we then we have another uh, thirteen hours to go to get to Bentonville and. Wow. We got to check in between 9 a.m. I mean, 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. But then I need to check in, set up, and then go put my ass in a hotel room bed so that I can sleep, so that I'm prepared, you know, physically for the uh, for the stress and the competition weekend. And you're going to be uh, loading in on a Thursday or Thursday, a Friday? Thursday, oh. Thursday, Thursday. Oh, we compete in Friday. It's a Thursday load in. It's um, you load in a day earlier. So we load in Thursday between from, I think it's 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. You have to be loaded. You have to be in by 9 p.m. Do you Thursday. have your chicken trimmed already? I have everything trimmed already. Really? There is, there is my chicken, my ribs, my pork, and my brisket are all trimmed in, get, the, in the Cambro in the trailer. I get like really skittish about you already have everything already trimmed. Just chicken, riding my, in the back. I mean, I know it's all on ice and everything, but for some reason, you know, like me and the Ferrari, uh, the the pre-trimming of everything, uh, and it's probably not any safer to do it on the. Maybe it's less safe to do it in competition. The majority of that meat is ice cold, is ice frozen when it left the Cape this morning. Yeah, wow. I I trim my chicken and then put it in the freezer. So what's your uh, what's your what's your program going to be? Same one as you always cook. Yes, I've been I've been. I have been experimenting with ribs all year long because I'm not happy with my rib program. Um, there's been one ge- there's been one general program that I've cooked and I've tweaked on it. Last weekend we actually took a big swing with by going back to an older program yep. from a couple of years ago that we were having better results, but that had tailed off and um, I wasn't thrilled with the results. And I don't think I want to make that kind of a change. So I think I'm just going back to the program that I cooked all year that I cooked at the first two events. Um, but yeah, no, this is not, you don't change this. This is military precision. Do it and do it well. I also, I am um, I am a big believer that the flavor profile is not as, as important as a lot of people think. Cooking it well is what matters. And if you cook it well and you do not have an offensive fa- play fa- flavor profile, then I think you can win. If you don't cook it well, you have no shot. It's like, so I'm, I'm more concerned with cooking the meat well than I am with the small tweaks on the flavors. Will you do any type of uh, uh, judging of the judges? Will you uh, try and get through the tent, see, like, if you got, uh, I remember it was either Travic, uh, Travis or um, uh, Robert that said something about uh, 
well, if there's a lot of old bags in the judge's tent, I won't go hot. But if there's a lot of you know younger looking folks, I might go a little spicier on the on the flavor profile. You do anything like that or, or no? Every single no. Every single bit of my flavors is already decided now. I literally like I won't I won't I won't test my chicken and then go oh I need to do this to it. I don't do it that way. I cook. I know what I'm cooking now. I know what the flavors I'm putting on it now is. Hmm. You're ready to go. I'm itch. I'm 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 nervously itching. <laughs> I would say, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't. You definitely feel it. This is our first time ever in a major, right? So it's. Um, I'm not. I'm not like. You're intim- not pooping I'm, yourself. I'm, no, I'm not intimidated that way. But it's like cool. I'm sort of excited. I got that pregame stuff going on inside me. Like it's like let's get this done. Like let's go to it now. Let's see how our food does. Well, we're going to see this coming weekend, that's for sure. Uh, Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team uh, joining me here in studio all show long, if you're just tuning in. Uh, Let me talk to you lastly, but perhaps more importantly, about the longest-running sponsor of the show, uh, the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru, Bob Trudnack, the gang over there in Warminster, Pennsylvania. Uh, If you've been thinking about automatic temperature control devices, don't look any further. Stop here. These are the guys that created this technology. Why are you going to buy from anybody else? I don't know why. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I don't like to get in the minute details, but a managed product that allows you to set the temperature. And once it's set, it keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true. It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Patrick, have you ever seen a barbecue guru in a competition? Have I? Yes. But can I can I just say something about barbecue guru? Yes. If you are into competition barbecue or if you just like nice toys... Their aluminum foil, stainless steel aluminum foil container is a godsend piece of equipment in my trailer. And it literally, it's it's expensive. It's like $80. It is worth every penny. And get it, get it, get it, get it. Get really? It. The aluminum foil dispenser? There are other there are other brands, and I don't, I, I, I there are other brands. The aluminum foil dispenser, um, it's a stainless steel box, and it is it's just it's very important it's they did it right and it it's just a stainless steel box but it's just the feet on it are quality and it doesn't slide around and it's just well built and it gets beat up and i foil is i have a foil fetish and it is it is (laughs) everything gets foiled in my cook site we do not do dishes on site totally noted all right so so, uh take a look at the box um, if you're a busy working professional, if you are constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and you don't have time to set around and tend pit temperatures, use the barbecue guru. It allows you to throw a pork butt or a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs on. You can often uh, do whatever you need to get done. The guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. number of different miles to choose from. Uh, some of the most popular cyber queue Wi-Fi raging across competition scenes and backyards. Obviously, the party queue, easiest point of entry into automatic pit temperature control device them for uh, about 149 bucks. The new look party queue. Uh, Onyx Oven, if you're looking for a cooker, do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU, and they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. 
Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, uh, we are wrapping it up here. Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team in studio. I'm an outlaw. Do you need two shots or three shots? I I ran out of my lifetime supply at about 32 All years right. old. There you go. <laughs> Had your fill. Thank you very, yeah, thank you very much. And society go. is better that I stop. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, do you have a uh, website that uh, you can tell people about if they want to check I, you out or not? I, I actually do not know. We do stuff just through my Facebook You page. think the Internet's a fad? Is that what it is? Not at all. No. Oh, hold on. I own a bunch of websites, but not a barbecue website. <laughs> uh, so you just do everything through the Facebooks? Yes. Is yeah, it the, uh, like slash basic barbecue team? No, or? Patrick Pocket. All right. So it's you just can, our just we, personal account. We may, no, I'll say this. So next year, we may take this up another level next year with... Um, as far as having a um, having a, more of a social media presence under the team name, but it's not. We've sort of been building this from the um, from the cooking point of view first. It was, uh, once again, like I'm not looking to be a caterer or open a restaurant. Like that's right. not what I'm in this for. It's I like it. This is about the competition and the camaraderie and the in the fun of it. And so it is. I appreciate you coming in tonight. I appreciate you having me. And I actually appreciate the show, period. Really? Absolutely. This Good. is this is fun, and it's fun on every Tuesday night. Well, hopefully uh, you en- you enjoyed seeing it in a different way tonight. Absolutely. Uh, all the way back in the first hour, we had a former NFLer, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons and Cincinnati Bengals, Reggie Kelly, talking about Kaivon Foods, kaivon82.com, the website, at kaivon82, his tweeter. Hit him up. He'll friend you. Hell, he'll do your internet show for crying out loud. What? There's an NFL guy that did an internet show. What? Uh, then the second hour, we had Sterling Ball. A little bit of a rejoin after the uh, unfortunate internet events. And, of course, all show heading down to the Bentonville, Arkansas, Sam's Club National Finals. Patrick Paquette from the Basic Patrick, or the Basic, the basic Barbecue Team. I uh, appreciate you sitting in tonight, buddy. Good luck. We know you're going to win. It's just a matter of by how big. Hey, uh, well, hold on. One of us from I, the New England Barbecue Society, we've got we've got three of our regular teams going down. Yeah. We talk about hashtag Nebs Mafia. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have lots. I, me, we know 10 teams that are competing. We're just hoping to put our food in the box, but it's like the home team. It's, it's, all, about, it's all about New England Barbecue Society doing well this weekend. Uh, two things before I let everybody go. If you have raw cast iron it, like I tell you each and every week, re-season it each and every time. Uh, hit it with a grill brush. Uh, once you're done cooking on it, it starts to cool down. I like to get mine with a little Pam. You can also use Crisco if you want. Let it burn back in. Little generations of rust-free service uh, will follow if you just do that simple little step. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and for Pitmaster of the Basic Barbecue Team, Patrick Paquette, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hey.